All right. Well, last day of the retreat. Let's not think of it that way. Let's uh, be aware that it's the beginning of this day of the retreat, the beginning of our practice in 2022, unless you've already had a sit this morning. <laughs> By the pajamas and fuzzy eyes, doesn't look like it, <laughs> but maybe some have. Well, so I oftentimes find that uh, Dhamma instructions just don't need to be reworded by me. Other people have just uh, articulated it so well and with such heart and wisdom. And uh, this morning is one of those times, I'll add a few, a few notes um, after, but I wanna start with this um, video. I'm gonna take advantage of us being on a Zoom retreat. This wouldn't happen if we were um, in a center together. Uh, I don't think so, but um, so this is a, a beautiful poem. Some of you may have seen it before. It is already in your resource stock, as well as other requests for suttas and um, all the poems, etc., are there. Uh, maybe um, later we'll we'll pop the resource stock into the chat so you have it again, which I think you probably already do because you're here and uh, you have the Zoom link to get here. <clears throat> so I'm gonna screen share and I'll just do a little test run to see if you can hear it okay. And if you need more volume at, at my end, um, let me know soon and then we'll adjust it and play it. It's just a short video, but it's uh, profound. Okay, enough talk. Let's see. Screen share. Here we go. This. <clears throat> so this is just a little test run here. And then I also need to mute myself probably. Okay, let's try it. My brain and my heart got divorced a decade ago. Over who is to blame? about how big of a mess I've become. How's the sound on that? Can everyone hear okay? Um, if not, you could shoot something into the chat or do a thumbs down or something. Is the sound okay for most folks? Yes, we got thumbs up and one down. Yeah, so could it be a little louder? Thank you, I will do, I will try. And I've also put the words in your resource doc. So um, maybe it's helpful to for some folks to read along. It's not very long. Why don't I do that? Let me see, do I have it? Yes, I do. I've got the, the words right here. Copy, so I'm just gonna pop that in to our chat for people that prefer. Let me go, everyone paste there so you can read while he uh, does his spoken word right let's try again oh is share computer sound checked Ooh, 
I love tech people. You rock. Thank you. No, how do we do? Share. Share computer sound checked. Can you unmute uh, Melina and and tell me more? <laughs> Share computer sound. Oh, can't unmute themselves. Where is Melina? Sorry, Jill, if you go to the share screen at the bottom, it would say share sound. Oh, right on. Thank you, people. One participant can share it on. Advanced sharing options. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing that option. Um, it's a little box to check on the bottom. So, Jill, you may not be able to see. This is Gagan. Uh, mm -hmm. If you send me the link, let me try it from my end. Oh, is that better? Okay. Um, sorry, folks. I thought we had it worked out, but um, there we go. Sorry about that, Melina. I forgot that we don't have the that enabled right now. Looks like uh, Gagan's gonna do it. Maybe she'll have better sound. It'll be worth it. <laughs> All right. Got divorced a decade ago. Over so who to blame about how big of a mess I've become. Eventually, they couldn't even be in the same room. Yeah, let's, let's start again. Thanks. And then enlarge it. Great. My brain and my heart got divorced a decade ago. Over who was to blame about how big of a mess I've become. Eventually, they couldn't even be in the same room with each other. So now my head and heart share custody of me. I stay with my brain during the week and my heart gets me on weekends, but they never speak to each other. In fact, they just give me the same note to pass to the other one every week. And the note they have me pass to each other, it always says the same thing. The note, it says, this is all your fault. On Sundays, my heart complains about all the times my brain has let me down in the past. And on Wednesdays, my head lists all the times my heart has screwed things up for me in the future. They blame each other for the state of my life. There's been a lot of yelling and crying. So lately, I've been spending a lot more time with my gut, who kind of serves as my unofficial therapist. Most nights I sneak out of the window in my rib cage and I slide down my spine and collapse on my gut's plush leather chair that's always open for me. And I just sit, sit, sit until the sun comes up. But last evening, my gut asked me if I was having a hard time being caught between my head and my heart, and I nodded. I said, my heart is always, is always sad about something that happened yesterday, while my head is always worried about something that might happen tomorrow. My gut just squeezed my hand. But I continued. I said, I just can't live with my mistakes of the past anymore or my anxiety about the future. I sighed. My gut just smiled at me and said, in that case, I think you should go live with your lungs for a while. 
I was confused. The look on my face gave it away. My lungs said, if you're exhausted about your heart's obsession with the fixed past and your mind's focus on the uncertain future, your lungs are the perfect place for you. There is no yesterday in your lungs. There is no tomorrow there either. There is only now. There is only inhale. There is only exhale. There is only this moment. There is only breath, and in that breath, you can rest for a while while your heart and head work out their relationship. So this morning, while my brain was busy reading tea leaves, and while my heart was staring at old photographs, I packed a little bag and walked to the door of my lungs. And before I could even knock, she opened the door, and with a smile and a gust of air that embraced me, she said, What took you so long? Which is better? Would you like to hear it again? Helpful to hear again? Yes. Can we do it one more time? Thanks. Let's rest back and just hear this as meditation instructions. My brain and my heart got divorced a decade ago. Over who is to blame about how big of a mess I've become. Eventually, they couldn't even be in the same room with each other. So now my head and heart share custody of me. I stay with my brain during the week and my heart gets me on weekends, but they never speak to each other. In fact, they just give me the same note to pass to the other one every week. And the note they have me pass to each other, it always says the same thing. The note, it says, this is all your fault. On Sundays, my heart complains about all the times my brain has let me down in the past. And on Wednesdays, my head lists all the times my heart has screwed things up for me in the future. They blame each other for the state of my life. There's been a lot of yelling and crying. So lately, I've been spending a lot more time with my gut, who kind of serves as my unofficial therapist. Most nights I sneak out of the window in my ribcage and I slide down my spine and collapse on my gut's plush leather chair that's always open for me and I just sit, sit, sit until the sun comes up. But last evening my gut asked me if I was having a hard time being caught between my head and my heart and I nodded. I said, my heart is always, is always sad about something that happened yesterday while my head is always worried about something that might happen tomorrow. My gut just squeezed my hand. But I continued, I said, I just can't live with my mistakes of the past anymore or my anxiety about the future, I sighed. My gut just smiled at me and said, in that case, I think you should go live with your lungs for a while. I was confused. The look on my face gave it away. My lungs said, if you're exhausted about your heart's obsession with the fixed past and your mind's focus on the uncertain future, your lungs are the perfect place for you. 
There is no yesterday in your lungs. There is no tomorrow there either. There is only now. There is only inhale. There is only exhale. There is only this moment. There is only breath, and in that breath, you can rest for a while while your heart and head work out their relationship. So this morning, while my brain was busy reading tea leaves, and while my heart was staring at old photographs, I packed a little bag and walked to the door of my lungs. And before I could even knock, she opened the door, and with a smile and a gust of air that embraced me, she said, What took you so long? Thank you, John Rodell, for that beautiful teaching, Dharma teaching. In our New Year's releasings, we heard a lot of commonality in our, our shared wishes and intentions. One of the threads that runs through most of our hearts is this harshness with ourselves and, of course, with others. This, uh, you know, blaming the head, blaming the heart. Either way, it's your fault. Not good enough inadequacies. When we see this primarily in others, it's because we are in that place in relation to ourselves. And this beautiful spoken word piece is teaching us, reminding us of the Buddha's teaching of the first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of body. Landing in the guts, resting with the breath. And as we've been practicing, also mindfulness of hearing or just body sitting is also first foundation mindfulness of body. Present moment, you know, the the mind stories pull us into past and future. So whichever anchor you're using, whether it's hearing, body sitting or breath, or a more specific anchor, like just feeling your hands resting, these are all the first foundation. So not to feel like you need to just be with the breath as an anchor. Definitely not. And in particular, we want to rest with the waves of impermanence with whichever anchor is happening. 
to just be with knowing it's arising and passing. If it's hearing, we're just open to noticing it arising, some slight sustaining, even though the sustaining has got waves in it, and passing. If it's the sensations of the body or a particular part of the body or the breath, the sensations of breathing or sensations of body that are coming and going, have an arising, have a very slight mm, presence and then are passing. We can just focus on the arising and passing. So this is the wisdom that Upasaka Kinanyan that we were um, reflecting on her wisdom last night uh, is, is really encouraging us. We've, we've developed some rest and some joy in these last two days together. And then we want to bring our resolve, our determination to, to skillfully attending now with insight to this characteristic of impermanence. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's get ready for our practice this morning, adjust your posture if you need any more shifting, find your ground. With our posture, we're beginning with a sense of width. in the, the base of the body. I'm sitting in a chair, but my feet and knees are a little bit wide. So the legs can relax. Seeing what Responding and calming your system needs as you arrive. Is it helpful for you to look around your space or out a window? Or is it most calming for you in this moment to rest the eyes either downward or closed? Whichever position the eyes are resting in, uh, they're not looking for more stimulation and entertainment, distraction. We're inviting rest. Recalling, as the Buddha did, the importance of middle path, 
relaxing the body, heart, mind. And a reminder, we've been practicing with this kind of shape of an hourglass to our attention. So just letting it be wide open at the top. In the first few minutes of your practice, just allow yourself to just see what's swirling here, what's here for you in this morning. I'll just continue to go through some instructions and then we'll be silent together. So when I'm silent, then you can come back to this piece for a while of just landing, letting it all swirl around and then settling happens. And after some time with that, you can gather the attention onto with your anchor of hearing body or breath. When there's some stability there turning our samatha vipassana, our calm, tranquil, clear seeing to really knowing the changing nature of whatever's showing, coming and going. Let's continue together.
and hearing the arising and passing of the three sounds. people that are perhaps listening to the recording of this um, these morning instructions I apologize I should have said at the beginning that that spoken word piece was from the poet John Rodell and it's called the anatomy of peace it used to be called how to live with my body and he changed the name of it to the anatomy of peace John Rodell, R-O-E-D-E-L. For those here on the retreat, it's in your resource document. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.